This is Robert Mardlachi, the Mindshare Learning Port, Canada's Learning and Technology e-magazine. And welcome to our year in review, Canada's top 21 newsmakers in learning technology in 2021 live broadcast. Happy holidays to everyone. I hope you've had a safe and enjoyable holiday to date. I'm honored to have joined me for this conversation is Aman Sahoda, who is a co-founder of eAmplified, who won our startup challenge um, at the recent 12th Canadian International uh, EdTech Leadership Summit. Thank you for joining me today and taking time out of your holidays for this, Aman. Thanks for having me, Robert. It's an honor to be talking about the innovators within 2021. I hope you and your family are healthy and well. Yep, for sure. Same for you as well. 2021 has been yet another remarkable and challenging year for innovation and change in education. It's been the best of times and it's been the worst of times, to quote Charles Dickens. As we reflect, we want to honor those individuals and organizations who went beyond the call of duty to impact Canada's learning systems in the most positive ways, despite COVID continuing to plague us as a country and around the world. With that, I'm pleased to share this year's selections for Canada's top 21 learning technology newsmakers. It's really important to recognize the leadership and hard work and passion to which uh, these individuals and organizations are recognized. This year was no, uh, once again, uh, we pay tribute to educators who stepped up to sustain learning, dealing with all the complexities of COVID and protocols. That, um, and it's not over yet. Um, we once again witnessed educational institutions and not-for-profits and edtech companies pivot to provide essential supports. And while it wasn't perfect, many students thrived through uh, the journey of learning with mental health being and well-being uh, among students and teachers and parents at crisis levels, we turn to Dr. Steve Jordans, who once again is recognized as the top 21, uh, in, uh, one of the top 21 in, in 21, who's U of T psychologist, for his insights and inspiration. He talked about the fear of the great snapback where educators, you know, reverted back to the way things were or, or prior to that. So we really uh, are mindful of trying to take the best of the best and what worked um, during the COVID times in, in crisis. Uh, it's really about using the right tools at the right time, isn't it, uh, Amon? Yeah, for sure. It's definitely about using the right tools at the right time. And having that same playful spirit and taking care of your well-being, which transitions perfect into Janet Olmstead. Um, right. I know you have her book, the play, uh, the playbook. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So I've got it right here, close to me. And uh, most definitely, Janet uh, was new on the scene. We met through Twitter, and Twitter. I, I can't say enough about Twitter and our professional learning communities that have emerged across Canada and beyond. Uh, she's a wellness expert uh, who lent her expertise at our summit, and we had her do our health break. And she really talks about the acronym PLAY being please look after yourself. In fact, we were playing hockey today with my family uh, at a nearby arena. So we really try to strive to, to balance things off. And, you know, I was speaking with a senior leader yesterday, uh, 
and and really uh, recognizing their accomplishments and the fact that the, the educators tend to be selfless and and neglect their well-being. So this is something that I'm really mindful of in, in emphasizing the importance of balancing things off for yourselves, particularly during the holidays. Yeah, for sure. I completely agree with that. Speaking of yeah. kind of those innovative minds, uh, that brings us to our next speaker, Dr. Sugeta Mitra, who um, kind of really inspired me during his presentation of the educational work he was doing in India. I'd love to hear more of your thoughts on that, Robert, on Dr. Sugeta. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm sharing a, a view of our top 21, and I've got it behind me. And uh, we shared the link uh, that uh, our followers can just click on to, and it clicked through to Canva and each one is hot link for you to check out and, and read and learn more and be inspired. Sugata, you know, I met him when we were in China uh, speaking uh, together at the uh, China Innovation Expo. And uh, so we got connected then. And I, I didn't really know a lot about him, but when I Googled his name, it came up everywhere. And, you know, I discovered that, you know, he was a hole in the wall theorist and in one of the poorest parts of India where he, you know, put this computer, uh, made it available. You know, it's, it's talk about democratizing learning in a community and kids just gathered around and learned together. And that really uh, put him on the global stage. And he was one of the most notable uh, uh you know, learning theorists became one of the most recognized uh, in the world, uh, along with Sir Ken Robinson, who we, we've been honored to uh, interview in the past, sadly passed away a year or so ago. But Sugata really uh, has that um, innovative spirit and uh, really emphasizes the importance of the growth mindset and innovators mindset, if you will, in in dealing with the challenges that we have. And Sugata was interesting. I asked him to say a few words um, before the roundtables at the summit. And he he essentially started into a keynote, which I, I said, okay, you know, after five minutes, I said, with all due respect, we didn't bring you on to do a keynote because that was a lot more expensive. But he did give us a sneak peek and window into his mind and world. And, you know, he was, you know, the TEDx's first million-dollar prize winner, which he put that funding into research and and supporting kids' learning, and he was also an adjunct professor at MIT and Harvard. Um, he was a visiting professor there, so uh, you know, really impacted my thinking around uh, you know tech-infused pedagogy and the importance to you know really. Uh, you know, uh, embrace the notion of the community as the school, right? That has been demonstrated in our uh, COVID climate of learning. And uh, if I was to do a PhD, my passion is really around, you know, uh, learning uh, networks and learning communities and how they would fit into a smart city strategy, right? You need that alignment because it really does take a digital village to raise a child in the 21st century as we've witnessed. Yeah, and I think that's a perfect transition into C21, which you're actually a founder of. They released that Schools Beyond COVID-19 report. And I found that very interesting. I know you mentioned Dr. Steve Jordan's with the great snapback. Yeah. But I, would love to, I would love to hear more about your thoughts on kind of the right. Schools Beyond COVID-19 Yeah, so report. this is a follow-up to our uh, 
future proofing document last year and my colleagues, David Roberts and Karen Yamada from C21, uh, you know, along with the CO Academy and CIO Alliance and the board of advisors felt we wanted to, you know, take our collective knowledge and bring it together in one document. And, uh, and that we did. And uh, so that particular document uh, really focuses on the equity piece uh, and um, the technology piece. And, and, you know, so there, there was one other piece that we talked about there around C21. And it's, it's really about uh, accelerating the changes that matter um, and um, equity, well-being, and, and technology um, strategy and, and how they all interplays together are, are really important elements. That uh, And it's a free document that's available at c21.org. Uh, and you can link off the, the image that we've created behind me and that we're, I believe, currently sharing. Yeah, perfect. Um, I've personally read the C21 report of Schools Beyond COVID-19. It really does provide an insight into innovation that will be taking place post-COVID-19. But now let's get to innovation that took place during COVID-19. Um, Melissa Barnes, Schools of the Future Challenge winner and the closing keynote at the summit. Talk oh to me more goodness. about Melissa Burns. Yeah, Melissa is amazing. She's an incredible thought leader who uh, was uh, instrumental engaging her students in um, Girls Who Game. And they uh, also created, um, what they did was they created uh, um, a, recreated their school in Minecraft and the school was being renovated. So, you know, solving real world problems. I'm a big fan of that. You know, the sustainable development goals are, amazing but bring it to your community and that's going to be a focus for our 13th schools of the future challenge it's going to be you know harnessing the sustainable development goals uh within your own community and uh melissa is a former uh you know onstage actor who traveled north america and uh, became a music teacher and she pivoted so when she was told she couldn't use her instruments she couldn't sing with her students she embraced uh, technology and Minecraft and Girls Who Game and really uh, transformed the learning experience for students. And these were grade seven and eight students from a really Louis Riel School Division who really, uh, you know, uh, deserved uh, huge accolades for coming first place in demonstrating their vision for the school of the future. Yeah, that concept of con of converging gaming and education and making real change, it's really inspirational to hear about. And getting into more into more technology, I know you had a partnership with Remo where you had your EdTech Summit. But before, we, right. get into, before we get to Remo, just a quick shout out to uh, previous winners, Prodigy and Paper Learning, that were able to get over $100 million in funding. And what you really did was provide an immersive environment, um, partnered with Remo, in order to cause, in order to create an interactive environment where people are actually able to network and talk and feel as if they were part of a real summit, talk to me more about that partnership with Remo and um, what you yeah to do. yeah. So Remo, uh, you know, we we did our homework around uh, the summit and what um, 
what platform we might use. And what we wanted to do was we wanted to create an immersive experience. And we essentially replicated uh, our co-working space. And uh, so I'm not sure if you're seeing it on my screen at all. Uh, I'm trying to maximize it a little bit here. But uh, we had our 3D uh, version of uh, the workspace. And it was clickable and you could uh, jump from one table to the next. And it really um, was uh, transformational for uh, participants because it made them, feel, made them feel like they were in the room. And uh, so we're honored to collaborate with Remo. It was a, and it was complex. So we had Remo in Hong Kong, Toronto, and, and the Netherlands that we collaborated with to, in order to launch this uh, state-of-the-art 3D immersive platform, which, you know, due to the, the latest variant, um, we are uh, now anticipating a higher demand for that platform. So folks can get in touch with me if they are interested in experiencing that. Yeah, for sure. I definitely see its um, usage in kind of higher education, government meetings, business meetings as well, getting a lot of people from different sectors in order to interact with each other. And um, also shout to Prodigy. They also received 150 million in funding and was the previous Canadian EdTech winner. Um, now let's get into someone you actually interviewed very recently, Chief Evangelist Dwayne Matthews. Um, I follow oh my Dwayne. goodness. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a great figure, but uh, I'll let you go ahead, Robert. Yeah, so Dwayne, uh, his innovative spirit as a former educator in the TDSB, I'm, I'm a proud alumni of the Toronto District School Board and George Harvey. Uh, secondary school at the time. Now it's a collegiate. Now it's being uh, renamed York Memorial, which ironically is where my my wife went to school. So never realized we'd both be the graduates of the same school, but hey, history is history. So, uh, but uh, at any rate, Dwayne uh, really embraces the latest trends in the future of learning. And he is, uh, he's always a great uh, supporter of ours and uh, he's a keynoter and he's uh, spoken uh, a number of times with us and uh, is very mindful of well-being. He's uh, got his own kids that he uh, are, are like a test market to him. He's a highly sought after uh, commentator on mainstream media and television. And uh, we always appreciate his forward thinking. You, you need those people who are out there, you know, thinking ahead, years ahead. And he, he really has that ability to envision where learning is going. Uh, the acceleration effect due to COVID, uh, it would take uh, organizations like Paper Learning, you know, their time horizon because of COVID was accelerated from, you know, within five years, uh, you know, uh, Phil Cutler, the founder and uh, co-founder and CEO of Paper Learning, uh, achieved incredible outcomes in supporting um, school districts, uh, challenged school districts in California uh, that uh, needed remediation. Their kids were uh, needing remediation to equalize, uh, you know, tutoring. Uh, the equity piece was his passion and working with the school districts offered tutoring to all the students, which Kudos to him for having that vision to pivot and do that because he wasn't having success in Canada and he demonstrated a proof of concept and it's working for him. Kudos to getting over a hundred million dollars. And, you know, he 
won the startup challenge five years ago like you did Amon. so sky's the limit for you yeah for sure um definitely inspiring to hear about all these winners are part of your top 21 that were a part of your startup challenge and were able to receive funding and expand their services now we are in the holiday season and i'd like to ask you more about this year's charity of choice connected north um i know that they're doing a lot of great work providing educational services to people um speak to me more about connected north yeah the connected north project is something that's really close to my heart um you know uh you know, the First Nations communities have, uh, because of technology and distance, challenged in the past about having experts, you know, in their own backyard speaking to them and getting the benefit of, you know, some of the people that we interface with and, and students have access to, you know, in, in the main cities, uh, you know, taking a global Michael Furtick and Jennifer Corriero, the co-founders, partnered with Cisco and uh, were, uh, uh, created this not-for-profit that really, you know, brings experts and brings not only experts now, they're, they're really, you know, focused on um, rep presenting representations of themselves and sharing stories, um, you know, amongst each other and, and uh, you know, the whole indigenizing of education uh, is really uh, a trend that we see uh, that's really exciting and not only in their own backyard and, and celebrating their heritage, but also across Canada. So that is really uh, heartwarming to, to be able to support that organization. And uh, so we're so excited and thank you for for bringing that up. Yeah, for sure. Um, I get the pleasure of getting mentored by Robert um, at the Mindshare Learning Workspace. And I will see Robert and his giving spirit, helping people come in. And um, now I just want to kind of transition. But before we transition, I also want to give a shout out to um, Chris, Dell Game with Girls, um, Cyber Center Launch, Eric Walters and Bonnie Schmidt that were also part of the top 21 of, 2020, of 2021 as well. But, hey, uh, uh, I, I also wanted to, if I may, uh, yeah. you know, our bonus one is uh, sharing our, um, our, our playbook from, from the summit. So uh, I want to perhaps talk a little bit about that, if I may. And uh, I'm going to pop it up on the screen, if you don't mind. Yeah, for sure. Uh, um, the playbook is a useful resource for 2022. So, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, so here's the playbook. I hope you're seeing it up on the screen. Uh, so that's available free, and it's our gift to our community. And uh, the playbook was inspired last year. We wanted to share uh, the highlights of the summit. So we've uh, included all the, the, uh, the keynotes and the panel discussions. And there's, uh, there's a, a view of our... Uh, Remo partnership environment that we created, and you're seeing it there now. So again, if someone is interested in, um, you know, utilizing this immersive environment that replicated our workspace uh, for learning, we're happy to to make that available. But uh, there's our man uh, Aman uh, uh, with the a wonderful testimonial. I don't want to embarrass you, but uh, I wanted to share that and. Uh, 
that looks like uh what were you in grade 12 when you took that or is that how recent was that uh, second year university <laughs> yeah it's uh it's not the most current but you look very youthful and uh impressive but uh yeah so the playbook uh has uh, is packed with a lot of great insight and learnings from from this past year um and our, our, our fireside chat as well that we had with leaders and uh, Chris Usi, uh, who's one of the top 21 most inspirational leaders I know from Calgary Board of Ed. And um, and then we have our cross-Canada checkup panel of leaders, too. And, uh, you know, Peter Singh uh, from the TDSB and John Myers from EDSB. And Ramit Balan really uh, deserves a shout-out for all the work she's done with uh, Focused on Wellbeing and then uh, Maxim Jean-Louis has been instrumental in leading the way in, in best practices for online learning and sharing all their expertise and knowledge. Steve Brown uh, from Nelson, CEO, and the Redwind platform really helped a lot of school districts get through uh, the crisis. And uh, my good friend Lisa uh, Schmucky from uh, uh, founder of EdWeb in, in the U.S., we got the a U.S. perspective there. And of course, Patricia Garland is a, another top uh, superintendent in Canada. It's part of the C21 CO Academy. And uh, I'd be remiss if we didn't highlight Eric Walters, who is one of the most notable uh, children's authors in Canada, Order of Canada recipient to, uh, as a former Peel District School Board teacher uh, uh, that hails from your uh, district that you graduated from, Amon. Uh, uh, And uh, there we have our uh, our uh, image that was created uh, by a very talented uh, artist that uh, kindly donated his time uh, to share our uh, drawing change uh, is the company. And uh, he uh, did a wonderful depiction and captured all the highlights of that and then uh, janet olmstead uh richard collada the keynoter from isti uh ceo and then uh we had our wacom uh spotlight speakers uh steve dave bolton and sam carey and i just want to highlight the closing keynote and give a shout out to melissa burns uh who was brilliant and uh in her delivery and most inspiring in uh sharing uh, her journey uh, as an educator getting through COVID. Uh, with that, I'm on. I, I'm going to stop sharing my screen. Uh, and Sam Brad was the, the cartoonist who did the, uh, did the sketch note for us uh, just to uh, not, not neglect his uh, contributions. So he, kindly donated that sketch note for us. But with that, you know, the, um, the playbook really provides some great insight in, in, in best practices to, um, for tech-infused pedagogy, but also beyond that, well-being and other important elements of, uh, of the classroom learning journey. For sure. And with that, I think that's a perfect transition to something we've been talking about um, for a bit recently. Um, and it's also something else you're working on. 
Um, talk to me more, more about some trends for EdTech in 2022. Yeah, so, um, well, I don't want to give it all away, but uh, we are releasing, I am writing our, as we were talking about yesterday, our, our top EdTech trends uh, and uh, predictions. And uh, certainly uh, we anticipate that um, the democratization of learning as it's been and, you know, immersed in the community more so beyond the four walls, you know, student-centered learning and empowering students is definitely going to be very high on the list. It's really about, you know, what students want more and more, uh, listening to student voice and uh, what's driving their engagement. Uh, we can make assumptions, but at the end of the day, if you're, you know, to use marketing strategy, you need to listen to your customer. And the customers, there are multiple customers within the learning environment today. So who are your stakeholder groups? You know, you got your administration, you've got your uh, CIOs or directors of instructions and teacher leaders, but the student ultimately, uh, we need that voice. And that's one, I'm, I'm just going to give one, okay, uh, for today. And uh, you have to check out the other nine uh, next week when we release that in our next report. Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing uh, those little secrets of yours. Uh, I know the playbook's a great help, and I'm looking forward for the trends in 2022. Um, just to dial it back, what do you feel as if the purpose of school is? Because um, right wow. now, there's there's so many different um, aspects that we're looking at, and sometimes we kind of forget about what the purpose of school is. And with COVID-19, it, it could be thought of survival for some schools, right? So what right. do you think the purpose yeah. of school Yeah, you know, the role of the teachers changed. Uh, immensely, as we know, who would have imagined 100% of teachers in the last year would have embraced some form of tech-infused pedagogy, which in the past it was maybe a third would use tech regularly was the estimate, the third to half, depending on which region of, of the country or North America. So uh, I really uh, believe that, you know, helping prepare our next generation for uh the changing world to be, uh, you know, competent, you know, the global competencies that we talk about are, are so vital to have those essential skills. They're, they're not soft skills. I, I, I really dislike the term soft skills. They're, they're essential skills. And I, I think teaching those essential skills and, you know, resiliency is, is one that, you know, we need to look at our seven C's and, you know, the seven C's were created 10 years ago and we're celebrating our 10th anniversary today. Um, and just coming to a conclusion after 10 years, we never imagined that we'd still have that journey ahead of us to, to help our country because education is not a national uh, department. It's regionally based, which I see the value because everyone kind of pulls each other along. And that's what I thrive on is sharing best practices and success stories of what's happening across the country through our Schools of the Future Challenge or our weekly uh, top 10 reports on, on what's happening. And and that's really what drives us. And and I think, you know, from a learning perspective, and I, I, I'm, you know, a, a lifelong learner, thanks to Mrs. Fogarty, who wrote in my yearbook, uh, she she planted the seed. And she wrote, 
the only sign of life is growth and drew a little flower. That really, to me, uh, caused me to really think deeply about what the, what the heck she was trying to tell me. I, I thought she was very concerned about my well-being because, uh, you know, she's trying to encourage me to, you know, uh, think about growth. And, uh, and, and I've always embraced that notion. And how about for yourself? Who instilled the growth mindset in you, Amon? Um, for myself, probably my mom and my dad, just uh, watching them consistently working hard every right. single day and consistently learning along with my sisters. My sisters would always uh, tell me to focus on my education, um, focus on growing, focus on learning, and really just, uh, again, build that growth mindset. A lot of books as well have helped me. Um, the book Mastery talks a lot about growth mindset as well. Um, so those were kind of the few people that yeah. built that growth mindset for me. Well, and, and thank you for that book. It was a very kind gift, that, and I look forward to reading it before we get back to back into uh, the the grind of day to day and uh, in 2022. So uh, I got some reading to do uh, over the weekend. For sure. And um, just as we wrap up, um, I want to thank you on behalf of the top 21 for 2021 as a top 21 myself. Um, for actually giving a voice to people who are making these innovative change because often these changes are happening, but we don't realize. And Robert, you truly are a voice for people with an education that allow us to speak about innovation and share these thoughts with others so that they can implement them in different areas. So uh, thank you so much, Robert. And uh, thank you for hosting me today. And it was a pleasure to ask you these questions. Well, likewise, and you are an impressive young man and congratulations on winning our startup challenge. I look forward to our continued mentorship and uh, mutual mentorship in many ways. Uh, I always enjoy learning from young people and, and understanding their thinking and, you know, their, their lens as opposed to, you know, a, a, a seasoned baby boomer like me. With that, I want to thank you for joining us today in our year review uh, spotlight highlights uh, for Canada's top 21 newsmakers and learning technology in 2021. Be sure to check out W Mindshare Learning to get your latest issue and to, to check out the full list and register, do register for the Mindshare Report, which is a free publication. Until next time, we wish you a happy and safe new year. Uh, stay healthy and be sure to keep the learning curve steep. Thank you again, Amon. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's.